The show's about to start, we're all sitting in our seats But you forgot you know the plot and how the story will complete You think a twist is needed, so the audience won't leave So listen to Broadway for with the big engine of Eve So, hello, hello Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Rebecca. What are we doing today? Um, so today we are recording the first episode of our newest podcast adventure. And this show is called Broad. Wait for it. And what will we be doing on this podcast, Rebecca? So we're going to be taking our favorite and not so favorite musical theater shows and proposing different productions. Um, we're going to be talking about this very seriously, but not with the like expectation that anything's actually going to come of it. Think, you know. Annie get your gun, but set in the future in like a post-apocalyptic universe. Will it ever be on Broadway? No. Is it a good idea? Maybe, probably not. We will figure out exactly how it can work. So Rebecca and I went to college together. We met doing theater. We did, and we have both worked as dramaturgs and co-dramaturgs and dramaturg and assistant dramaturg. So we're very used to talking about stuff. Yes, and Genevieve um, has studied theater, and I like research. That is true. Fun fact, I one of the reasons I asked Rebecca to be my assistant dramaturg the first time we worked together is that I don't like research. And I do. And that's and that's that. OK, so now so each week, uh, one of us will propose a musical and the other one will propose a twist. So Rebecca came with this week's show. And at the end of this episode, I will give Rebecca the show for next week. And then next week, Rebecca will come to me with a twist right when we're recording that I have never heard before, which is what I am doing this time. And Rebecca, what is the show this time? It's Preposition... The nature place. Into the woods. Over the river. Oh, into the woods. Yeah. So, Rebecca, wh what do you know about Into the Woods? Um, so, in college, I worked on a production of Into the Woods. So, I'm pretty familiar with the plot. I did props. Um, fun fact, I thought I was assistant props and doing a lot for assistant props until I saw the program right before opening night, and I was co-props manager. Yes, I have been in Into the Woods three times. Uh, I was Granny and the Witch, and you guessed it, Granny again. 
And then also some could argue that I kind of worked on the show Rebecca worked on in that all my friends worked on it. And I helped with strike more than some of the actors did. That is true. You also hung out with me backstage during like multiple runs and just yeah, like, my friends who were in the show were like, Genevieve, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm knitting a hat. And I was like, I brought her. She's my plus one. And they were like, that's not a thing. OK, so let's talk about what this fabulous show is, Rebecca. What is the research you have brought? So Into the Woods um, opened in on Broadway. Um in 1987 and since then there's been national tours um a broadway revival various different productions various productions on the west end it is about the fairy tale world the main characters all are brim's fairy tale characters or archetypes of a character so when you look at the witch she is not the witch from this story the witch from that story when you look at the baker and his wife they're not specifically from a story but they're characters that we still feel familiar with just from having read and experienced fairy tales so what happens in this show is that all of these fairy tale characters are trying to go into the woods in order to accomplish something so you have Cinderella, who's trying to go to the ball. You have uh, Rapunzel, who just like lives there. You have Little Red, who's going to her granny's. And you have Jack, who's trying to sell his cow. And then this is all tied together by the baker and his wife, who are trying to undo a curse in order to have a child. And they are trying to collect various items while they're in the woods that include the cow as white as milk, which is Jack's cow, the cape as red as blood, which is Little Red Riding Hood's cape, the hair as yellow as corn, which seems to be Rapunzel's hair, and the slipper as pure as gold, which is Cinderella's slipper. And that's sort of act one. And act one finishes up with all of the fairy tales having finished the way we know them to and the baker and his wife their story like wraps up nicely and then we go into act two which is what happens after happily ever after so it's a very long show um and really great and cool and sondheim has sort of you know taken this opportunity sondheim and lapine i should say have taken this opportunity to explore what happens after fairy tales and like how long does happily ever last does it last yeah and a lot of it's like what are the stories we tell how do we tell them like you said what does happy happily ever after mean and when do we draw the line and say and now we're done and it's happy ever after because into woods jr is act one because you can do act one and it's a happy fun show. Yeah. If you don't do act two, you still have a complete story. 
Exactly. And we see that with the musical starting off with the I wish sequence where they're all wishing for things. And then at both the end of act one and act two, you have a happily ever after that ends with Cinderella saying, I wish again, which shows that like the story doesn't really end. So Rebecca, who are our characters in this musical? So we've got the witch who starts the show as this old lady who is telling the baker and his wife that, you know, she's the scary witch who's talking to the baker and his wife and saying, I cursed you. And then at the end of act one, once the baker and his wife had made, have made the special potion with all the ingredients they've been running all over for, the witch turns into this beautiful young woman. And that's what she's doing in act two. So the witch has to be someone who can play both. The original was Bernadette Peters. She was replaced for some time by Felicia Rashad, who played Mrs. Cosby on The Cosby Show. Other people who have played the witch um, in the 2002 Broadway revival, it was Vanessa Williams. In the Central Park production in 2012, um, Donna Murphy played her in the movie of course it was Meryl Streep um we don't talk about the movie though right Rebecca um I think that while the movie maybe wasn't amazing it is important to take it into consideration at the Hollywood Bowl in 2019 Patina Miller played the witch at the New York Town Hall several years ago it was Alice Ripley um, at the Arts Center and Muni, um, Titus Burgess played the witch. Our next characters are the baker and his wife. They go together very much, like I think more than any of the other characters. Like if you have Cinderella and her prince, I don't think they actually, maybe you can disagree with me about this. Yeah. They don't really need chemistry. Like there, there may be one. No, they don't really need chemistry. Um. Whereas the baker and his wife, they need to play off of each other a lot. And 2012 Central Park production was Dennis O'Hare and Amy Adams. The movie was James Corden and Emily Blunt. The Hollywood Bowl was Skylar Aston and Sutton Foster. Um, Interesting. Who, yeah, which seems like a kind of weird pairing, but why not? And of course you have the original. Yes, the original, you've got Chip Zine and Joanna Gleason. New York City Town Hall, you've got Tony Yazbek and Kate Schindel. So if you look at those, you have some like really different character actors. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, just looking through that list is interesting because it feels... It's a whole dynamic. Yeah. That you have to form. That's really key. Um, for the wolf and Cinderella's prince, they're frequently played by the same person, but not always. And by not always, I mean, like, the movie didn't. Almost every other production does. Yeah. The movie had Johnny Depp and Chris Pine. Hollywood Bowl had Cheyenne Jackson. Original was Robert Westenberg. Cinderella. Original was Kim Crosby. Um, Laura Benanti, Jesse Mueller, Anna Kendrick, Betsy Wolf, Sierra Bogus. Again, kind of this, like the same, not the same actor, of course, same kind of character. You get the little, yeah. get the idea of what kind of character 
plays it. Jack, Ben Wright in the original. Um, Hollywood Bowl was Gaden Matarazzo. Gideon Glick was in the yes. um, the Central Park. Jack's mother. We've got Barbara Brin in the original. Um, Tracy Alvin in the movie. The narrator and the mysterious man in the original, they were Tom R. Aldridge. Frequently, they're the same actor. Occasionally, they're split up. So, like, in the 2012 Central Park production, the narrator was played by Jack Broderick and the mysterious man was Chip Scene. In the movie, they just totally take out the narrator because it doesn't make sense in a movie because movies are a different medium. Which is Um, why we shouldn't make a movie. Again, acknowledging the movie doesn't condone the movie. We don't condone the... I don't condone the movie. I guess I shouldn't speak for Rebecca. I do not condone the movie. And Little Red Riding Hood is like Jack, frequently played by a child. The original was Danielle Ferland. And then in the movie, it was Lilla Crawford. And in the Hollywood Bowl version, it was Shanice Williams. Rapunzel, we've got Pamela Winslow in the original. Marin Mazzi um, replaced her in the original. And for Rapunzel's Prince, Chuck Wagner in the original, um, Billy Magnuson in the movie. And then we've got... So the grandmother, Cinderella's mother, the giant's wife, are also frequently paired. Um, Not as much as the prince and the wolf, but frequently enough that it's sometimes it's the grandmother and Cinderella's mother and then the giant's wife. The giant's wife is frequently pre-recorded, so you can have, you know, some big name um, or someone far away, or someone who's unexpected. What if it was um, us in the next one, Rebecca? What? What if in the next one... Oh, the- it was the two of us? Yeah, they it's going to be. Us. I believe it will be. Okay, I'll... We gotta, we gotta set up a meeting about that. In the original, all three were played by Merle Louise. The giant and the giant's wife has been voiced by Judy Dench, Glenn Close, Whoopi Goldberg. We've got the steward, Florinda and Lucinda, Cinderella's stepmother, who in the movie, Christine Baranski. We've got Cinderella's father, who has been, who in the um, Central Park production was played by the same person who was the mysterious man, who was also who just so happened to also be chip scene who was the original baker snow white and sleeping beauty aren't always characters sometimes they are so they're always they're always characters okay they're always they're always characters they're not always played by actors they're not always portrayed yes um except for the movie when they were just cut um they're just cut entirely yes okay rebecca are you ready for the twist? Just a sec. Let me prepare myself. I'm ready. Okay. So instead of Into the Woods, I think we should do Into the Met, where all of the characters have to go into the Metropolitan Museum of Art, a la the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frank Weiler. A very, very good book. Yes. 
So is it like everyone starts outside the mat and like everyone has to go in, like how everyone kind of starts outside the woods or like, are we going, or is it going to like start in the main um, hall, great hall or what are you thinking? So I think this has to be, I, I think this isn't night at the museum, right? It's not like everybody's like coming to life inside the museum, except I mean, that concept can work for your like Woodsian characters. So like the wolf and the princes and all of all of the characters that we find in the woods. But in terms of, I think this has to start like outside the net. Uh-huh. however we're doing that right like so however we're staging this whatever outside means um then we okay we will be like on the steps or whatever and then eventually they'll enter like quote-unquote the mat after the prologue so it kind of sounds like there's two sets of characters the characters who are normal people quote-unquote and the characters who are like night at the museum like works of art come to life kind of yeah essentially so characters who are like real people would be the baker and his wife cinderella red riding hood and red riding hood grant what about granny uh, Granny does not happen until the woods. So we are looking at your So there's collect- some crossover in the family. My question was more like, can yes. someone whose grandma whose grandmother is one be the other? And the answer is yes. So basically, yeah. So what we are talking about is who is in the prologue. Like the people who are in okay. the prologue are have to start the prologue has to be not in the med. So we are looking mm-hmm. at Cinderella, Baker and Baker's wife, Jack and his mother, Little Red, uh, the stepsisters and stepmother, Cinderella's father, um, like all those people. And the witch. And the witch, excuse me, and the witch. I guess my question was more like, is there going to be a different in like how the characters are played? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Um, on one hand, I think it's a really interesting idea. On the other hand, there is that weirdness of like, well, the witch would be like a woods person. It feels like she would be a woods person, but she's in the prologue, so she has to start outside of the woods. And Granny feels like a not in the woods person. So I'm not sure. Well, so here's here's the thing. I think part of the question is like, why slash how are they going into the mat? Because there are people in the mat sometimes. Yes. I have been one of them. As have I. Yeah, you were an art history major, so you've definitely been one of them. Once or twice. So I think, so what's, what's the deal? Like, why are they going to the mat? So, I mean, I think in general, this needs to be like after hours, small audience, like, the oh, wait, are you saying we do it in the mat? Yes. Oh, wow. On-site production, Rebecca. I mean, we could do it on a stage. No, 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 no. I'm down for this. Do you think the Met would be down for this? Um, I think, like, we'd have to make it a fundraiser for the Met. Maybe it would be, like, in addition to the Met Gala one year. Like, they would do the Met Gala, and then they would have this production, and maybe it would, like, also stream at the Met Gala, or it could, like, stream 
in movie theaters around the country or something. It could be a big fundraiser for them. Um, I don't think it would be just like, they would be like, yeah, sure. Like wander around our museum and we're going to have to pay a ton of money for insurance and like for extra security. Um, But I think like for a fundraiser that ultimately is going to make them more money. Um, Yes. I think the best way, so I think we need to go through character by character and like how they got here and what they're doing here. Yes. So I think we should start with Cinderella. So Cinderella has like a ball to go to. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal with that? Is that just a thing that's happening in the Met? I mean, events happen in the Met. That's true. There is the Met Gala. Are we going to have it be like, and it's the balls, the Met Gala, or just like, just call it the ball and have it be like. I feel like it could be a fun, like inside joke if it's also the Met Gala. Okay. Maybe it could happen at the Met Gala. So instead of saying the festival, are they going to say the Met Gala? No, 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 no. We're not going to go that far. It's more going to be like a little cheeky like thing. Like, hey, doesn't this look like the Met Gala? I mean, we could have like the stepsisters wearing like things that celebrities have worn to the Met Gala in the past. Exactly. Oh, and okay. So who does that mean? What does that mean for Cinderella's Prince? Because I think I think it needs to be a celebrity. And I think I think it needs to be a celebrity playing themselves, Rebecca. Yes, I agree. Who like who could we reasonably get? Um, I, mean, I guess it doesn't have to be reasonable, does it? No. I mean, this is a fundraiser for the Met. Like, I mean, Beyonce goes to the Met Gala, you know? Ooh, it's Beyonce. Not like, like, theoretically, we could have Beyonce playing the witch. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Oh, I thought you meant Cinderella's friends. But we could have Beyonce playing Cinderella's Prince, maybe. I don't think that's necessarily the best casting, but... So we've got Cinderella's Prince and Rapunzel's Prince, right? Yeah. And they're brothers. Yes. So there are various sets of famous brothers. So what do you think of the Jonas Brothers? Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay. So um, I feel like Cinderella's Prince is Nick 100%. Right? I think Nick Jonas, great call. Perfect. Makes total sense. But who, so which one, but which one's Rapunzel? Joe, right? I think. So what are the different, what's the difference between the princes? And is one going to also play the wolf? I I don't think so because I I I think that it would be cool if we divided Cinderella's Prince and the Wolf because I'd like Cinderella I'd like I'd like it to be like like a little bit more like this isn't Cinderella's Prince this is Nick Jonas okay you know like that like what's exciting is not dancing before the prince it's dancing before nick jonas which we're not going to change the words i don't think that's interesting but like i'd rather it just like kind of be nick jonas being nick jonas Mm -hmm. um in which case it's not going to be the wolf too so i would say the difference between the two of them 
they're they're kind of similar i just think you need a stronger cinderella's prince than rapunzel's prince and nick jonas has been on broadway since he was a child so here's the problem okay tell me nick jonas stronger actor joe jonas like i think maybe a stronger aesthetic oh i disagree i think nick jonas has a very strong aesthetic i'm looking at both of them (laughs) toggling back and forth between the jonas brothers okay i think it works okay sweet Let's, let's jump back let's go why are the baker and his wife there i mean we know why the baker and his wife are there they're told that they need to make the potion yeah but they have to somehow get in right so is this like they're all going through security or is it like the baker and his wife like in this world the met doesn't need to do that i i think this is the met gala okay then so they have to get in either they're doing the um oceans eight sneak into the met gala as you know fancy schmancy people and acting like they belong and forging invitations and stuff. Okay. Um, so either that, I mean, the witch could even, you know, give them forged invitations or something, or they're like on the catering staff. The only reason I would lean towards catering staff is there's a few reasons I would lean towards catering staff. One is that I don't think they have clothes for the Met Gala. Depends on the theme. <laughs> you make if a family. If the theme is um, 18th century French peasant, like they're fine. They're fine. I like, I think, so I think part of the reason I like this, I like the idea that like they're on the catering staff is that I, there's that whole moment when the baker's wife is like, I'm going to come and help you. And the baker is like, no, you're not. It's too dangerous. And I just like the idea that he's also like, honey, this is work. You don't know how to cook. You are merely the baker's wife. Uh-huh. So then what about like Little Red Riding Hood? Because at the beginning, she's talking to the baker and his wife. Like being like, I'm going to granny's house and I need candy. Oh, how she comes in at the beginning? Yeah, how is she coming in at the beginning? Why is she talking to the baker and his wife at the beginning? Like, kids don't go to the Met Gala. Well, she has to bring her grandmother something. Who's her grandmother? I mean, we could have it be, like, her grandmother is, like, Anna Wintour or someone famous or, like... Ooh! I like that. I like an Anna Wintour granny. It's very Devil Wears Prada. But then, like, she would need to be the granny? And I feel like that's a weird casting. Do you think, I mean, you know the part of Granny better than I do. Do you think the part of Granny works as like kind of a colder, distant, very chic character as opposed to like Granny? I think there's a way to do it. I think especially because either way, this is a woman who's just been eaten by a wolf. I think we would all be crazy had we recently been eaten by a wolf. See, that's the thing. I think that Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada would not have a hair out of place if she were just eaten by a wolf. I think Priestley 
looks amazing when she gets out of the wolf. Right, but do you think she still wants to kill the wolf? Oh, yeah, totally. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I just mean crazy in the sense that gr- the the primary, like, chunk of Granny's lines are about her desire to kill the wolf. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it could be actually, like, I think it could be very cool. I think it could be a very cool version. So it's a different characterization, but the lines can be the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about Jack? Because it doesn't Jack. really, like, no one brings their cow to the mats. I guess it could be an installation. Right. And this is, this is also like, but... this is also New York City. And so nobody owns a cow in New York City. I've researched this in the past. You've researched if people own cows in New York City in the past, Rebecca? Yes. Well, do they? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Rebecca. Yes, there's one cow in Central Park Zoo. I don't um, think the whole thing is that there is a singular cow. But also, I don't think Jack has like the singular cow. That doesn't add up to me. Yeah. It could be like a cat. Um, but they need the cow as white as milk, and the cat as white as milk, I guess makes sense, but like I don't know. Also, milking a cat's really okay. weird. Oh, that's weird. Uh, what's the other way to do? Like, what what else could we do? Um, cat, um, Jack could be from the suburbs and he brought his cow into the city. <laughs> Above all else, I think it would be very hard. I think two things would be very hard. One, it would be very hard to successfully get a cow into the Met who was not allowed to be there. And two, it would be very hard to sell a cow to anyone in the Met. I don't think if somebody told you to go out and sell a cow and you got lost, you would end up in the Met. Because <laughs> that's what, the reason he's in the woods is he got lost. But I don't think you would get lost and end up in the Met. <laughs> he's like, no, the line is literally, I was looking for markets and I seem to have lost my way. <laughs> and he's just in the Metropolitan Museum. <laughs> How do you feel about an artwork of a cow, either a painting or like a little China cow sort of thing? Ooh, wait, what if what if Jack drew the cow? And then why is he bringing it to the museum? Because he thinks it belongs in the vet or his mom thinks it belongs in the vet. Wait, Genevieve. Yeah. So what if it's like a family heirloom, like some sort of like small China cow or something um, that like, you know, he loves and is important to him, but his family needs money and his mom's like, go sell it. Like, that's not how you sell things to the Met. And like, those are the sorts of things I think that are mostly donated. But what I what I like dramaturgically about Jack's drawing of a cow is that the whole point is that Milky White is not a good sell. Milky White is a very old cow who does not give milk. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the whole joke is, like, you wouldn't be able to, you'd be lucky if you could exchange that cow for a, for a sack of beans. Is mm-hmm. said, like, multiple times. Yeah. So I think the reason you, do, like, this shouldn't be a good sell on any any account. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I think like Jack's drawing of a cow would fit the bill in that regard. Does uh-huh. that make sense? But like, why would his mom send him to the museum with a drawing of a cow? She didn't send him to the museum. Okay. She sent him to go sign the drawing. He sent him to sell the drawing and somehow instead of winding up at the market, I mean, you know, maybe the flea market or something. Yeah, I mean, like people sell art. Drawing, but he wants he needs to sell it. People sell art on the street in New York City, you know, all the time, all the time. Yeah. And so so she sends Jack to go sell it and he goes to the Met. And like, instead of somehow ending up in the woods, somehow he ends up in the mast. Except this might even be in like bigger quotation marks. Like, he wanted somehow. to go to the museum. Right. Cause he thinks, cause he's like, well, cause Jack thinks that Milky White is like best thing since sliced bread. And his, and everybody else around him is like, absolutely not. And so I think that his mom was probably like, go to market and sell this and that he was like well i could sell this anyway because <laughs> it's beautiful uh-huh. but it is still his best friend so he's still very sad yes so you're thinking he doesn't actually get lost he purposely goes to the oh house. yeah he's, he's going like, to the mess yes we got lost milky white yeah. and then he's like and then he's like very like you know, very upset when the mysterious man suggests that he could not sell this cow for five pounds. Okay, so then the rest of the characters are like woods characters. Mostly, yeah. I mean, we're associated enough. Like Jack's mother, we know why she's there. The stepmother and stepsisters, we know why they're there. Yeah. Um, So what about the wolf? The wolf, I mean, it could be just, like, a wolf that's in the Met or, like, a picture of a wolf, like, or a statue that, like, comes to life of a wolf. Okay. Like, it could even be, like, kind of in Red's head almost. Could be, yeah. But also, I mean, it's a magical world. It could be, like, think a statue that comes to life is a cool idea. Yeah. I think the witch is just a witch. Like, there are witches in New York City. Yes. So is it a witch who keeps her, like, charge locked up, like, in a room that no one ever goes to in the Met? Or is it a witch who, like, she's in a tower outside the Met and just, like... I think... No one notices. I don't think she, I think it's not feasible for like her to be locked in the Met while simultaneously being in a tower outside. So I think we'd have to pick one. No, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it she's locked in like some room in the Met or is it she's in a tower outside? What do you think? I have two thoughts. Please tell me both of your thoughts. Okay. Once the tower outside, Two is we wheel in a um, like screen with the cloisters and Rapunzel's at the cloisters. Ooh! Wait, Rapunzel's like actually at the cloisters? Like we like have to film it before because like you know live streaming. Why was my immediate thought that she was going to be live from the cloisters? I mean, like 
That would be super cool. I think that would be really difficult and not necessary because who would know? I think it would be kind of weird and hard to do duets with somebody who is not present. Well, what are Rapunzel's duets? There's Stay With Me. Oh, but then she's left the tower. Exactly. Oh, oh, then that's fine. Well, and so much of Rapunzel is like heard off in the distance. Yeah. Unless we do Our Little World, which I'm not a big fan of. And I mean, if we want to do it, we could also just like have it be totally pre-recorded and have it be the witch also pre-recorded in the cloisters of Our Little World. Yes. Give everyone a break. Okay. Now, Rebecca, I I have an idea, but I'm I'm worried you're going to make fun of me. I might. I think I think the mysterious man, both casting and both general character, like who the character will be, I think it should be Kevin Jonas. So and narrator. I should note narrator and Kevin. Nar- narrator, narrator and mysterious man or Kevin Jonas and Kevin Jonas, which uh, however you want to say it. And like not Kevin Jonas, actual Kevin Jonas, Kevin Jonas, like as he plays in like the TV show Jonas. And yeah. And like Camp Rock, I yeah, think is like yeah, similar. Exactly. Like Kevin Jonas, the character. Yeah, I think he could be a really fun narrator, and I think he could also be a really fun mysterious man. And then we have we have three Jonas. We can we can fit Frankie in there somewhere. Oh, wait, we need a steward. Okay, so Frankie can be the steward because he's too old to play Jack. He's like 20. Okay, and then we have all four Jonas brothers in this show, Rebecca. Um, and I guess like the mysterious man, like I feel like a lot of the like things that don't line up line-wise between the woods and the mat that the mysterious man would say would feel like they make sense coming from Kevin Jonas. Yeah, yeah. And Frankie Jonas is, like, famous on TikTok, so he'll bring in a lot of people. Like, he'll pull his own weight. Yes. I But also, we can't have a lot of people. This is, like small audience well people are gonna go to the movies and watch it oh yes yes maybe frankie jonas can like while it's going on like backstage do tiktoks that's a good idea we'll write it into his contract great um so we have i think why everyone's in the mat yes we have everyone i believe um So are there any other changes we need to make or do you think we've covered all the changes? I think we've covered like all the major changes. Um, We do need to cast it though. We have, I mean, we have the four Jonas brothers, but we need everybody else. Which is like half the cast right there. (laughs) Okay. So where do you, where do you want to start? Let's start at the top with the witch because that's the easiest for me to do. Okay, so I've been thinking about this. So I think the witch is hard because you want someone famous and you want someone who's going to be really, really good. And we don't want someone who's played the witch before. And I think it should be Amber Gray, who was in Hades Town and Great Comet. And I think she 
she's incredible and everyone knows she's incredible, but she's always been like a little bit sidelined. I think like this is her moment to like be the person who blows everyone away, like be at the center of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing stuff out there, Lady Gaga. Oh, good. Oh my goodness. Um, like I love that. But like I like I don't want to do it, but I love that. Why don't you want to do it? Because I want Amber Gray. Okay. This is partly a personal thing. I also just think think we need Lady Gaga and all four Jonas brothers. I think we need some solid raw talent to rest on. And that's not to say that the others don't have talent. But like this is a woman who's like done Broadway a lot. This is like like remember the Jesus Christ superstar live like the reason that went okay is that you had all of these like raw people supporting John Legend doing this. Yes. But Lady Gaga is an actress and will be getting her Tony in the next few years. But I do think that like it would be too many stunt cast. Like I do think that that makes a lot of sense. Because it's like, okay, so it's like, I think that's the thing is that it's like you're, you're like, you're like big famous people casting. And then you're, it's your, it's your like Brandon Victor Dixon to your John Legend. Uh-huh. That you've got like a solid like like Broadway is what they do. Yeah. Like and this is like what she does. Yes. And I also think like Lady Gaga and for Jonas Brothers is like a little much. It's a little much. Um and, like just because I want to see Lady Gaga as the witch does not mean that this is the right production for her to do it. Yeah. Okay. But also, Genevieve. Yeah. Um, if you ever have the power to do so, can you make Lady Gaga be the witch? Um, in what sense? Like, if someone's ever like, hey, Genevieve, we're putting on this production of Into the Woods and we need a witch. Do you have any ideas? And I just throw out Lady Gaga and they're like, yes, Genevieve, look at this position you found yourself in, in which you are, you are like helping out with casting for a show that can afford Lady Gaga and also didn't think of her. Yes. Okay. I'll make that promise. Thank you. Okay. So we've got our witch, Baker and his wife. So they're like on the I think like the characters are like kind of like on the younger side of middle-aged slash on the older side of young I would agree with that so like again because we're trying to avoid having every single person being a stunt casting maybe not her but like I feel like Kristen Bell is like just the right age yeah here's my problem here's the other thing I'm trying to offset I think the thing we need to be careful about with having all four Jonas Brothers in this show, which I am very happy about, very proud of, we are not changing that, is that we need to make sure the show doesn't get too white. Which does not necessarily mean the baker's wife cannot be white, but 
I think it's a thing we just need to keep in the back of our minds, especially because the witch is a woman of color. And if the only person of color is the witch, that's also not great. Yes, but we also don't want the people of color to all be like poor people. No, we also don't want them to all be poor people. Um, But more like just a thing to like keep in the back of our heads. Do we want a couple? Um, I mean, we could do that. There's not a ton of, I mean, there's a lot. There's not like a ton, a ton, but like mm-hmm. more than two. I'm trying to think of like exactly what you, you want in like a good baker's wife. And I, I think, think you need want someone who one. like can act like she is taking orders from the baker, but is not. You want a strong actor and you want a good singer, but it's not. Her songs are very difficult, but they're not like belty or like big. They're not like necessarily big. They're just difficult. They're quick. They're like that if you think about like moment in the woods, is very difficult but it's not you're not necessarily looking for like a big big voice yes like joanna gleason's high notes were not like the weren't the moment where i was like wow you know the the moments where i was like wow was when how she could get through like it's sondheim like it's hard in that particular way I I think it could also be cool to have I think having like a younger ish baker and his wife like could be really fun. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think of somebody because this is I mean you talked about like this is a set of characters that like the way they exist is together so I'm also just trying to think of bakers. I mean like Tully Leung would be the right age. Um, Telly Leung, um, he was Aladdin for a while. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 He was in Run Live. Anthony Ramos would be like a younger looking, like a younger baker, but like. I feel like that could be really cool, actually. I feel like I just. I think what I what I like about Anthony Ramos for that part is that I feel like that's a man who I just want to watch think about things mm-hmm. and make choices and make and consider things in the way that you have to when you're the baker. Mm-hmm. And I think based on I've seen him do in Hamilton, I feel like he can musically handle Into the Woods. So then do we have his wife be his real life? I think they're engaged. Jasmine Savis Jones. Yeah. Do we have it be Jasmine Savis Jones and make him like, you know, experience her death or. Oh, oh no, that's so that's so mean. I think she would be a really interesting baker's wife Mm -hmm. in a way that I think I, I think the baker's wife has been done a lot of time it's a very i mean she's a gorgeous character but it's not like they're that different from each other Mm -hmm. they're all like pretty similar 
in terms of like general interpretations like it's always like it's it's amy adams it's emily blunt it's sutton foster it's joanna gleason it's like you know that that's all that's who it is and i think it could be really cool to have like a different baker's wife okay and i similarly like i'd love to see her do moment in the woods do you like, think, I think that would be really fun. Do you think she's too young for the like we we're trying to have a baby and we can't like plot line? Or do you think that like suspension of disbelief one and two, like people who are young also have that problem? I think both of those things very strongly. Okay. I think there's a lot of susp- I think I think this show more than other shows has a lot of suspension of disbelief because we are literally in the Met. And so I think people are going to be more likely to believe whatever we throw at them. Okay. Um I think yeah, I think just overall people are going to be more likely to believe what we throw at them in this particular production. And also yeah, there are young people who struggle with having children. And there are young couples who get asked all the time, like, when are you going to have a baby? Yeah. So we've got our baker and his wife. Yes. Wolf. That depends on what you want. But my instinct is Neil Patrick Harris. But is that stunt casting in, like... I don't think so, because Neil Patrick Harris is Broadway. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we know he can handle his own on a Broadway stage. It's in a similar way that I don't think... I think there's a difference between famous and stunt casting. Sure. So, like, Anthony Ramos and Jasmine Cephas Jones are famous. Yes. In the right circles, Amber Gray is famous. Yes. But they're all, like... They're just all very talented. They're famous. the difference between Nick and Joe. My goodness. No, but even Nick, Nick hasn't acted in a while. Like Nick has said, like, all I ever want to do is music predominantly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not, that doesn't mean he's never going to act again. Yeah. But it's, it's the reason I would put Nick as Cinderella's Prince over Joe, mm-hmm. but it's still the reason I would say Nick is stunt casting. It's the reason I would say Nick was stunt casting and how to succeed. So, yeah, okay. I'm in this Neil Patrick Harris. I just think he's fun and nimble. Yes, and he like does creepy really well. Yes. And he gives off that very, yeah. I think it's a good idea. He does creepy, but like also kind of like creepy without being overly scary, I think, because like the wolf can really easily be way too creepy. Yes. If uh, if if our friends listening are interested, please consider looking up the original costume of the wolf in the Broadway production. I do not know that. Oh, have you not looked that up? No. Let's look at it, zoom in on it, look at all of it. Yeah, I don't think I need to zoom in that much, Genevieve. Um... Okay, so then we've got our Cinderella. Okay, so who do you think? Like, I think that if our baker and his wife are young, we have to be careful about our Cinderella. In what sense? 
like I think Cinderella is supposed to be younger than the baker and his wife. Significantly, though, not like significantly, not, significantly. not significantly, but like also, yeah. Not, like I will say, some of that can be achieved with costumes. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, my immediate thought is Danae Benton. Okay. Um, she looks like a baby. Her Natasha basically is Cinderella. Um, but she's got the right voice for it. She got the right voice for it, and she's she will definitely look younger. Mm-hmm. Like anything you do to her, you can make her look young. Like she just looks really young, and I think Jasmine Safest Jones, like you can make her appear older, more mature. Uh-huh. Like I think I think Hamilton showed that. Like I think she looked really young in Skylar Sisters and looked older yeah. in Say No to This. Yeah. Um. So I think she'd be a good fit in that regard. Okay. You I have think- other thoughts. No, I think she works. Do we have thoughts on other characters? I mean, we've got our stepmother and stepsisters and um, Cinderella's father and then Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Then we've got our Little Red Riding Hood and Jack. I just think they can be unknowns. I think we've like, we've okay. we've put a lot of like well-known people in here. So I think... Snow White and Sleeping Beauty mm, do not have to be in this. Um, I think having Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, were they? I, I think they're on stage for like five seconds. Yeah. So like we can have them, but that's going to mean yeah we don't we have to like we have to like acquire them to only do that. Yeah, it's like maybe more trouble than it's worth. Then we've got stepmother, stepsisters, Cinderella's father. Okay, what are your thoughts? Do you think since it's such a small role, we want to cast it or just like see who comes along? I'm going to see who comes We can leave that unknown. Okay. And we can leave um, Granny slash Cinderella's mother slash... Um, the giant's wife unknown. Are there any big voices you're thinking should be the giant's wife? I think it should just be, I think it should just be Cinderella's mother and granny. Okay. That's my take, but it does not have to be like the take. I've never really experienced a version where they are different people. Like, I know that there are versions, but I've just never experienced a version in which... I've never experienced a version in which the voice of the giant's wife was recognizable or, like, mattered. Uh-huh. And so that's not something I, like, know a lot about, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, like, a good or bad idea. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. There also can be something good about it being like a voice that people don't recognize because it's not like, oh, I know that it may because like familiarity. Yeah, I think it's probably a little more unsettling if it's not familiar in the same way that like there was something very calming about the fact that the voice of the book in How to Succeed was Anderson Cooper. Yeah. So we were all like, yes, I trust this. Yeah. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> And like having a voice you recognize for the giant's wife. 
can kind of like do the opposite. Exactly. Or do the same when you want the opposite. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Um, and then stepmother and stepsisters. Um, thinking of Sopranos. My parents really like that show. What about Dove Cameron? I like Dove Cameron. For the stepmother, Leah Salonga. Okay. That could be fun. I just think she would have fun with it. I feel like Leah Salonga, like all of us, needs time to like let her hair down and not be, you know, in in uh, Miss Saigon. Yeah. We all need time to not be in Miss Saigon, you know? I mean, like, yeah, there is only so many times you can be Miss Saigon before you are like, what's happening? And I mean, we could stick with Miss Saigon and have one of the stepsisters be Ava Noblesada. I was thinking that right before it came out of your mouth. I think she also needs time to not be in Miss Saigon or in Hades Town. Right? Like, I think she needs a minute to, like, have fun and not be, like, poor and starving. I like Dove Cameron. So I think we've got our cast. I do, too. Yeah, I think it's a very good cast. Oh, Jack's mother. Oh, why do... No, we can't forget her. She's the most important one. Ooh, what about... Is Lindsay Mendez too young? Um, how old is she? 38. Um, I mean, I feel like she plays younger than that, but I mean, she was just Carrie, who, like, first half of the show is young, but second half of the show is a mom of, like, a kid graduating high school. Um, another possibility, Alicia Umphress. She was in the revival of On the Town. Who'd she play? She was, um, what's her name? Hildy. Oh, yeah, sure. I listen to her sing all the time. And she's like, she was so funny and on, like, she was so good at On the Town. No, I've listened to it like a bunch of times because I did, um, I did come up to my place for my musical theater acting class with Joel Myers. This will not be going in the show. (laughs) But we shall see you on the second part of... Broad. Wait for it. Into the Met. See you soon. Bye. And now the show is over. We all will take a bow. We're not on course for an encore. It's time to say our goodbyes now. But we'll be back here next time. So please don't throw off it. You'll never... Email us at Genevieve and Rebecca at gmail.com or find more about us at broadwaitforit.wordpress.com. If you like us, review us. If you don't like us, you can review us online. Our Instagram is at broadwaitforit.